Money, Riches, and Wealth is sponsored by the Financial Consulate. Say you don't need no diamond rings and I'll be satisfied. Tell me that you want the kind of things the money just can't buy. I don't care too much for money. Money can buy me love. This is Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Time now for Money, Riches, and Wealth. Here's your host, Drew Tignanelli. This is Drew Tignanelli here with Money, Riches, and Wealth. Well, I got that really well, Chris. Uh, Money, Riches, and Wealth. And I'm here with my uh, cohort, uh, Christopher John O'Shea. Christopher, how are you? That's uh, that's it, Andrew Vincent. You don't have a microphone. I don't have a microphone. There you go. You have a microphone now. Oh, well, great. <laughs> it's it's great to be heard and great to be here with you. <laughs> it's good to have you, Chris. <laughs> and we're on an open show again tonight, Christopher. And uh, we like to do open shows. We like to answer the uh, listeners' questions. We like them to direct the conversation and tell us what is in of uh, benefit to them as opposed to us just coming up with a topic that we think might be beneficial to them. Uh, but this way, by doing open shows, we get to focus on the issues that are important to you. And if I can uh, answer a question for you and that'll be beneficial to you and your personal financial planning, then that's what we're here for and that's what we like to do. So if you want to call in and ask a question, 410-922-6680, 410-922-6680. And Chris, this morning I was on with uh, Sean and we were talking and I was introducing the fact that about two weeks ago I published a book and I've been focused on this book for about a year and a half, two years, and I finally got it published uh, two weeks ago. It's on Amazon. And you can get it. Uh, we priced it so that you can get it uh, very economically. It's four ninety nine for a paperback book. It's two ninety nine for the electronic version. And you can just go to Amazon and Google search uh, the financial physical Andrew Tignanelli, or just the financial physical. I believe it comes up there too. Um, and. Uh, the financial physical is obviously the trademark name of our uh, initial service that we do for anybody who comes into our company. And the, the book uh, concept is that this industry is dedicated to sales. 90-some percent of the industry is dedicated to sales. And what the public needs is people that work like doctors, of uh, personal finance, kind of like your general practitioner of medicine. That's what had to happen to the medical profession over a hundred some years ago. People used to go to all kinds of people to try to get healthy. And, uh, and then, you know, along came uh, doctors and uh, the medical profession evolved from that. And there were requirements of, of what it would, what it required to be a uh, somebody who would call themselves a doctor and hold themselves out as a medical practitioner, a general knowledge of all uh, medical, uh, you know, the whole entire body and not just, uh, you know, doing specific things or selling products or something of that sort. And that's what the book's about. The, uh, the theme of the book is why the medical profession is a perfect model for financial advisors because you know they're you know when i got into this industry and, and this is a this is a pot calling the kettle black you know this is this is me talking about when i got into the industry it's my life story 
about how I evolved from the sales profession to a, what I consider to be more of a professional profession. And, uh, you know, in 1980, they gave me two weeks of training, Chris, and threw me out on the street and told me to tell people I was a financial advisor. And, and I was like, I was astounded, you know, that, and, and I went, told people, you know, yeah, I can, I can help you with this, you know, I can do this. And I was like 22, 23 years old at the best. And, uh, and no, they at, still least you had, at least you had a financial context about how you, how you saw life and, and, and talents that you had, but still, right, I the point's a, the same. I had an accounting degree from Towson. That was the extent of it. They gave me two weeks of training in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and, uh, and the training was solely about how to sell people, how to connect yep. with people and convince them to say yes to the product that I was selling. And I, to be honest with you, this is how the industry still operates today. In my opinion, this is how the industry still operates today. 90-some percent of the industry. There is an evolving. There is an incubation happening with firms like ours who are independent, fee-only, financial advisors who are credentialed, experienced, and, and, uh, and they have to work as a fiduciary at all times. They don't work for big brokerage firms who sell the products. They don't work for banks who sell the products. They don't work for insurance companies that sell the products. They work independently. They work for you, and they guide you into what needs to be done in your best interest. And that's the way the industry ought to operate, and that's what the financial physical book is all about. And uh, it also, at the end of each chapter, there's some great tips on uh, general financial planning, investments, and uh, the psychology of financial planning. Because I learned, after about 15 years in this business, around 1995, I learned that the psychology of financial planning is far more important than the economics and the investments of financial planning. Um, I learned that the foundation of all financial planning is what I think about money is going to determine everything I'm going to do with and for money. And that's far more important than what knowledge you have about personal finance. Anyway, Chris, we're on an open show tonight, 410-922-6680. If you want to call in, nobody's online at this point in time. We do have one I guess person they were, that's been waiting. Well, really? I was sorry that night. You didn't put it in the chat. I didn't know that. Oh, so. sorry. Yeah, I was trying to signal you. Sorry about that, Rebecca. We'll get you there. We've got a, we've, or it's, it's past 614, Drew. We'll be right back. Money, riches, and wealth. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE, 410-823-SAVE, or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference.
back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth. We're here on an open show, 410-922-6680. The only one online is Rebecca, and I'll be with you in one minute. Rebecca, please hold on. You usually are very kind to do that for me. Um, I just uh, mentioned earlier that a couple weeks ago I published my first book on my life story of walking from salesman to professional financial advisor and why this industry needs to take on the medical profession as a model for the financial advisor. And then at the end of each chapter, some great uh, tips on financial planning, investments, and uh, the psychology of money, which is as important, if not more important, than the other two. So if you'd like to get that, look at, uh, go to Amazon. We priced it for people to be able to buy it easily. Uh, $4.99 is the paperback version. $2.99, I believe, is the Kindle version or the electronic version. It works for eBooks. Uh, there's a Kindle books version, et cetera, et cetera. So if you'd like to get that, just go to Amazon and search uh, Financial Physical, the Financial Physical book by Andrew Tignanelli. You don't even need the Andrew Tignanelli. The Financial Physical, I believe, book brings it up. Uh, so... If you want to do that, feel free to. We're on an open show tonight, 410-922-6680. Plenty of lines open. We're going to Rebecca, Chris. And then, Jim, we're coming to you right after that. Rebecca, hi. Thanks for waiting. Yeah, hi. Listen, thanks for repeating how you can get your book, because I missed it because I was on hold. But, but my question is, okay, I'm going to be 65 at the end of this year. Do I have to wait three months before I'm 65, or can I do it like tomorrow to get Medicare? You can do it three months before, three months after, without penalty. But I can't, but can I, I can't do it any sooner? Three months before you turn 65, and three months after you turn 65. Okay. You can't, right you can't do it sooner. Oh, I can't, because, like, right now, Pennsylvania has changed the rules, and, like, they're charging me money. So I was thinking, like, I could just hook on to Medicare. No, unfortunately, you cannot get on Medicare until 65, exactly, the month you turn 65. Even if you turn 65 on December 31st, you can get on December 1st, but you can't do it before that. And, and when I say three months before, you can sign up to start on the month you turn so if you turn 65 in July, you can do it in April, but it's for starting in July. Oh, so there's still, so I still have to be on the, my, my, my penny stuff. Like, oh, I, under, I understand what you're saying now. So I, I can't enroll. I actually cannot be a member of Medicare until after I turn 65. That's what you're saying, Correct. Right? That is correct. Oh, my golly. Well, well you know. It's not the it's not the end of the world. Things could be worse, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Russia could have, yeah, yeah, Russia and China could get together and like blow up the United States. I guess you're right. Okay, right. <laughs> There's always something worse, Rebecca. You know, that's take. Right. That's why I take everything in stride. You know. That's right. I take a sugar. What they what like uh, uh, Julie Anders said, a sugar spoon, right? A spoonful of medicine makes the a spoonful of whatever makes the world Absolutely. go right. Who knows? I'm just letting you two go. It's fun. <laughs> Neither of us understand music or movies. Go ahead, Chris. Well, we know finance. To Rebecca, call Rebecca thanks for calling. Thanks for, thanks for calling, calling Rebecca. in. Uh, Jim, hi. Welcome to the show. What can we do for you? Uh, good afternoon. Uh, good show. Um, yeah. 720 plans. I haven't heard you talk about them. 
720. Yeah. And give me a little more on 720. They do. Uh, it's a sort of a combination um, insurance and uh, and you. Uh, so I, I understand what you're saying now. Okay, so let me give it this to you. Okay, so this is, in my opinion, this is my opinion. This is a big marketing gimmick of insurance agents. Okay, so they okay. go into the uh, tax law and they pull out the you know the code for insurance policies and deferral of uh, the uh, growth and income inside of an insurance policy. And they call it this fancy thing like a 720 plan. And they talk about it as if this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And so the concept is that you accumulate money inside a life insurance policy. And as you accumulate money inside the life insurance policy, it's all tax deferred. But the difference is, is that when you turn 65 or 70, instead of taking the money out and paying taxes on it, you start borrowing against it. Is this what you're talking about? Um, no, I mean, it, it, uh, what what I was told was that uh, when you put the monies in, um, X amount would go towards insurance, X amount would go right. um, uh, yep. somewhere. And then the... Um, Part of that balance is going to pay back six and a half percent tax, tax deferred, tax free. Well, that's a question of if it will or not, and it depends on the policy and depends on what's happening, and and so forth. And there's a lot of other factors there. Okay, but you're you're saying the same thing I'm saying, and and the yeah. way the agent sells the concept is that when you go to retire instead of taking the money out and paying taxes on it you borrow the money out and it's tax-free to borrow it out and then when you die all the life insurance proceeds go to pay the loan off and your family gets the whatever residual is left hundred percent tax-free and everybody's happy nothing could be further from the truth um, there is uh, there are so many commissions and fees paid to the insurance agent that to think that you're getting six and a half percent on your money, maybe 30 or 40 years down the road, you might end up with a six percent rate of return. Uh, but that's only dependent upon what happens inside the policy with the expense ratios and the mortality risk and, and, and so forth. Uh, you know, I, uh, I've seen this over and over. I've seen agents propose it. Um, me personally, I, uh, as a professional advisor, looking at it objectively, because if it's a great idea, I want to do it, right? I can yeah. get policies without any commissions also. I can now buy policies commission-free, but I still don't see the benefit of this concept. And in my opinion, it's a marketing gimmick of insurance agents to sell insurance. But the, that's my opinion. The insurance agents will sell it like there's no tomorrow, and uh but that's my opinion okay all right gotcha i like your opinion <laughs> all right, okay thanks Jim. Right. thanks for calling thank you very much yep. thank you um so yeah there's a lot of variables in that right uh no there's a ridiculous amount of variables borrowing hey, I'll rates give you, yeah i'll give you another one chris 
their insurance agents will go out and find people who have pension plans like uh, state of maryland federal government and they'll say to the the client they'll say look instead of taking the uh, survivor's pension here which is going to cost you 500 or a thousand dollars a month to guarantee your your spouse uh, 50 percent uh, we should just buy a life insurance policy and look how wonderful this is going to be and uh, they call it pension maximization and so forth and when you do the numbers honestly it's just a total sham especially with a federal government or a state of maryland pension which is cost of living increased there's no way you can duplicate that with an insurance policy it's just almost impossible now maybe if it were a a pension with no a uh, cost of living increase it could potentially work but what the agents never take into consideration is if you take that extra income to buy the insurance policy, you have to pay income taxes on it. And that income taxes could easily be 22% uh, that you're losing in uh, income taxes on that extra 500 or $1,000 a month. Anyway, Chris, we got to take our last poll. We're on an open show, 410-922-6680. back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WTBM. And we're back, Money, Riches, and Wealth, here with Christopher John O'Shea. We're on an open show. All lines are open still, so uh, for some reason we're just not getting a lot of calls tonight. 410-922-6680. And this is when they all start calling in. 410-922-6680 if you want to call in and ask your question. Again, I just want to reiterate that uh, I appreciate all the people that listen to Money, Riches, and Wealth, and I do get a lot of people that say, yeah, I religiously listen, I really enjoy it, you know, and so forth, and I appreciate that. Um, but if you want to learn more about my life and, uh, and how I developed into, uh, you know, the financial career that I did and, and what my passion is to see how this industry ought to change, to be more professional and less and totally less sales oriented, um, you can get my new book for the financial physical on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and Google's, I mean, and search on Amazon, the financial physical book by Andrew Tignanelli, T-I-G-N-A-N-E-L-L-I, -L -L if you want to write that, all that out. But it should just come up, uh, financial, physical, the book, and uh, and um, um, you'll read about you know how I started in 1980 and and how I evolved from uh, what today is a Ameriprise, and uh, only was with them for like six months. It was called IDS back then, and then went to Raymond James and stayed with Raymond James for about 15 years. That's when Chris joined me in 1989. And uh, and then um, we left uh, Raymond James in in 1989, and we became independent fee-only advisors. And that was a real changing point in our career. And when we really felt that the company was moving in a much more professional uh, arena, and uh, you know, so we we became a uh, uh, a different company at that time, but you can read all about it in the book. Uh, it's four ninety nine for paperback, two ninety nine for electronic version. All right, Chris, who's up next? We've got Joe wants to talk your favorite subject this week and this month: taxes. 
taxes, Hi, Joe. taxes, Welcome taxes. to the show. Joe? Hi. Yeah. Really enjoy your show. Looking forward to getting your book, too. Thank you. And I have a, a daughter who is very motivated to be a financial advisor, and I think it's going to really be meaningful to her to read that book. Well, that's great. She live in town? Yeah, yeah. She does. She lives in, we live in Baltimore. Well, you know, she should contact my office, and we're always looking for interns, especially at this time of year, and always looking for people that uh, are passionate about financial advising and want to do it the right way. So you ought to have her contact our office. Well, I really, I really appreciate that, sir. Um, I wasn't going to bring this up, but now that you've said that, I've been wanting to get together, uh, my wife and myself and my CPA uh, daughter and and my financial advisor uh, wants to be a financial advisor daughter and get on uh, and pay you your fee and you give us uh, financial advice. And I was hoping that we could uh, do, you know, pay you your fee and then do the, uh, do the financial physical. Yeah. Because yeah. My, my, I think, and when I told my one daughter that, uh, I might want to do that, and, and um, she she's very guarding of her time. She she actually got a um, a perfect score on the reading and writing part of her SATs, and uh, both my daughters were valedictorians. In fact, all three were. Uh, so the two that we would, you know, but I I really wanted them to benefit from uh, hearing you speak to my wife and my financial uh, situation. Uh, but you don't meet in the office anymore. It would all be virtual now, right? Well, well some the, the people in Hunt Valley meet you in person, but I'm virtual on there. Unless you got one to come to Florida, then it can be in person. Yeah, well, Joe, I can tell you that when we bring it up in the conference room, the screen is so big, it's it's as if he's in the room with you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he would come out to your office in Hunt Valley, and then, uh, and would you mind my daughter sitting in on it? No, I would appreciate that. We actually encourage our uh, clients' children to be actively involved and we get to know them and understand because we consider ourselves generational planners, not just planners yeah. for the clients, but also yeah. understanding parents and what needs there are with the parents and, and what could either come or go to the parents and also what e what's needed by the children and how to make sure that it gets to the children most efficient. So that, that would be welcomed. Well, Al, um, that we're, uh, I'm really going to push for that now, and I really uh, am excited about the possibilities of that, and thank you. So uh, my, uh, someone very close to me um, uh, bought, a, uh, bought a property um, and then uh, put a bunch of money into it and sold it and made uh, a bunch of money, and... Um, it, did they and it, they, but, but they truly did actually live in the, in, uh, in the house for uh, the two years that they were having the work done. That's considered you have to pay capital gains on that, right? That was in Maryland. Not necessarily. If they lived in it and it truly was their personal residence for two years, um, and they voted there and they filed their tax returns there and their driver's license was there. You could claim it as a personal residence, and if they made more than a five, 
the only way they're going to pay capital gains tax is if they made more than a $250,000 gain single or made more than a $500,000 gain married. But that's a strategy that some uh, married couples use is they buy a house every two years. They fix it up for two years. They live there for two years. At the end of two years, once they have it fixed up, they sell it and take the $500,000 capital gain exclusion. That's perfectly legal. What if they made like more than that? Well, then they have to pay capital gains tax on the extent over $500,000. Okay, okay. There's no way to avoid that. Okay, that, that sounds good. Um, but I mean, you know, heck, if I if I make 800000 and you know, on something that I lived in for two years and fixed up, if I made more than 800000 on that, you know, I'm more than happy to pay taxes on 300000 of it, right? Okay, that's... Uh, I think they're going to be very happy to hear uh, that, that they don't have to pay it on the whole thing. No, definitely. It's a married couple, right? Uh, no, she's uh, she's single. She's Single. Uh, so she gets yeah. a $250,000 exclusion. So you take the price she paid for it, the price she fixed it up for, my, plus the 250000 If that all totals up to more than what she sells it for, boom. 100% tax-free. If it doesn't, whatever excess there is, that's taxable to her, as long as it was her personal residence. She yep. voted there. Her driver's license was there. Her cars were registered there. She filed her tax returns with that address. Those are the kind of things that will make it her personal residence. Okay. That's great information, sir. Thank you. One last thing. I've been hanging with you now for several years. And every now and then, you might remember, since my name is Joe, you may remember this. I always call and say, hey, do I still wait till I'm 70 to take my uh, <laughs> Social Security? And I'm sure, I'm probably sure you're going to say the same thing today. Yeah, you better keep waiting if you can. <laughs> are you and your wife both in good health? Yes, we are. Okay. And you made more than your wife, right? Uh, yes. Okay. I uh, yes, sir. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so you wait until you're 70 and she takes hers at 66 or whatever age when she finishes working or no later than her full retirement age, which is likely something like 66, 67 at the latest. So she should take hers, not wait till 70 on hers. No, she doesn't wait. She's going the lower earner of the married couple takes theirs at full retirement age. The higher earner of the two takes theirs at 70. And the only exception to that is if your medical condition is bad or you two both want to bet on you're going to live to be 90-some uh, years of age. Okay? I got to run. That was a great call. Appreciate it, Joe. We're on an open show, 410-922-6680, if you want to call in and ask a question. This is Drew Tignanelli, and I have a question for you. Is your financial advisor a doctor of personal financial advice? Do you get strategies to reduce taxation, Social Security, Medicare advice, sophisticated retirement planning, investment allocation strategies, estate planning, or help with any issue of money? It is time you do a financial physical with me and my team at the consulate and experience the difference. You hear the depth of knowledge we have about personal finance, so do a financial physical and you'll experience what we believe an advisor should do for you. They should be independent, experienced, credentialed, fee-only, comprehensive fiduciaries. They should be a doctor of personal finance and not salespeople selling you products. Set up an introductory meeting by calling 410-823-SAVE 
410-823-SAVE or go online, financialphysical.com. That's financialphysical.com. It's time you experience the difference. Back to more of Money, Riches, and Wealth on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back. Money, Riches, and Wealth here with Christopher John O'Shea. And again, we're uh, introducing that uh, the new book, The Financial Physical. Uh, that was a trademark name that Chris and I developed in 1990. I said to Chris, I said, you know, when somebody comes in to see us, Chris, I know immediately what we need to do. I don't need to run it through all these computer programs and I, I can I can listen to them and tell them like a doctor what needs to be done and then give them my recommendations and so forth. And I said, that's the way that financial advice should be rendered, the way a general practitioner works. And so we trademarked the name, Financial Physical. And uh, we, Seems like yesterday. It does. And uh, But we, we hold the full trademark on that name, the Financial Physical, and we've defended it aggressively over that last 40 years or 35 years 33 years of since we trademarked it and uh and now we came out with the book the financial physical and it talks about the way my career progressed and why the sales mentality of this industry ought to leave and people ought to expect their financial advisor to be like a doctor of personal finance a general practitioner of personal finance that has a comprehensive knowledge of taxes, estates, insurances, uh, retirement planning, anything, Medicare, Social Security, and you can go to them and they will help you with any of it and all of it as well as your investments. But yet this industry is so dedicated to just selling insurance products and selling investment products because that's where you make the bulk of your money. They don't want to work hard. They don't want to study hard. They don't want to do anything. They prefer to work 20 or 30 hours a week and make uh, $500,000 to a $1 million. And that's what they do by doing very little but uh, being able good salespeople. And that's why this industry is changing, changing dramatically. That's what this book is all about. At the end of each chapter is a financial planning tip, an investment tip, and a psychological uh, tip about personal finances. And if you want to get it, we've priced it for you to get it easily, $5.99. We're not making any money on that. We just want you to get it and hear the message and hear the story and understand why it's up to you, you, are the only one that can change this industry. I can't change it. I can just do what I'm doing. But you're the one that has to say, no, I've had it with this. I want somebody who can truly treat me like a, like a doctor of personal finance and help me with everything. For the money I'm paying them, that's the least they should be able to do for me. And that's what this book is all about. If you want to get a copy of Amazon, The Financial Physical, just search for it, and you should be able to find it uh, and Chris, we have a caller online, right? And I've been we rambling do. here. We do. And Walter's probably saying, just let me ask you my question. Walter, thanks for hanging in there. What can we do for you? A few years ago, my dad uh, died. And uh, prior to that, he had stocks and bonds. And he lost uh, a little bit of money, about $20,000. So the problem I'm having is my father left me close to $120,000 cash. Who? Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's uh Well, you know, that's not we we have we have clients that uh, their parents left them what was it, Chris? Like six, five-gallon bucketfuls yep. of gold, gold and coins. silver coins. Berries. It was supposedly right. worth about five hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth yep. of gold and silver, yep. buried in be underneath like a chicken coop. Well, I, I, have, <laughs> I have some of that gold and silver, platinum and palladium, also, but not that amount. Not that great amount. Now, what? What's the best way I can do without Uncle Sam hitting me with uh, taxes? Well, there is no taxes there. Was your father's total estate worth more than, let's call it, let's just use the number $5 million to start with. Was it worth more than $5 million? No, 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 no. No, then you don't have any worry whatsoever. You just take the money and slowly, slowly is the operative word, filter it back into bank accounts. 500 here, 1,000 there, 500 here, 1,000 there, and just get it back into bank accounts and, uh, and you'll be fine. Even if they did find out about it, there's nothing. There's nothing illegal about having cash, right? It's just cumbersome. Yeah, it's just cumbersome, and it's you know. But you, you know, just get your wife to take some, and get your your you know go yourself, and you know every three or four days, you know you're you're depositing another five hundred thousand dollars of cash into your accounts. You know, the government might ask you about it, but there's no nothing illegal about what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I have to look for the best bank that gives me the best interest. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, you know, you, right now you just want to get it back into the banks. You, you know, don't leave it just sitting around. You want to get it filtered back into the banks, but just don't do it in a hurry. You know, uh, do it slowly but surely, okay? Yeah, uh, and would it be better buying stocks or bonds or something like that? Well, that depends on your general financial goals and objectives and your risk, uh, you know, risk tolerance, et cetera, et cetera. Right now, your objective is to just get it back into bank accounts. Okay. All right. And then there's some, you can put it onto some, some online banks. Once you get it from there, you can maybe transfer it and get a rising interest rate. So yeah. but that's step two. Step one is, as you said, just get the money back into the bank. Make sure now it's insured. You can't lose it. Um, so let, yeah, us, we're, let us know how it goes. Yeah. And that's an interesting topic, Chris. Uh, we're going to be offering our clients, uh, uh, a, a savings account now that's offering four, four and a quarter percent with insurance for single people up to uh, 500,000, uh, uh, to a million and, uh, married couples up to, uh, $2 million possibly. It just depends on the client situation. FDIC insured, four and a quarter percent. That, that's a pretty attractive rate of return. And because uh, I'm so sick and tired of seeing people leave money in brick and mortar banks getting nothing. And the brick and mortar banks are starting to understand that people are getting anxious about getting a higher rate of return. So they're starting off for a little more. Yeah. You got another caller online, I guess. We do. We've got Jim, Ellicott City. Jim, hi. Thanks for calling. Yeah, hi. I got a tax question. Uh, I help my son do his uh, taxes. I use TurboTax. So he works for a company that sets up financial retirement plans okay. uh, for small businesses. Okay, but he's a contract worker right now. And okay. um, they also use a brokerage company. So he received two 1099 NECs, one from the company he's working for, and then one for the brokerage. Uh, that his the company he's working for uses to conduct their transactions. Can those both be combined on a single Schedule C? Sure. 
no problem whatsoever. Right. And you need to learn about the individual 401k for him if he made a lot of money. Yes, I mentioned that to him. He's going to look into that. He was on a six-month probationary period, and they're very happy with him. So he's going to be transitioning soon to a full-time employee. Well, that's great. But, you yeah. know, the individual 401k would be definitely something to look into. But, uh, yes, easy. Uh, combine them into one uh, Schedule C. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. All right, great, my Jim. friend. Thanks Good for call. And so, Chris, no other calls online. We only have a minute or so anyway, Drew, so wrap it up for us. Well, I just want to remind everyone again that the financial physical book is now available. It's uh, two years in the making. I finally uh, finished it, finally published it. And if you'd like to get a copy, you can go to Amazon and uh, search the financial physical, Andrew Tignanelli, and uh, learn about how my uh, career progressed over the years and learn different topics of financial planning, investment, uh, and uh, psychology of money. And the psychology of money is probably more important than the other two. And that's right. why at the end of each chapter, there's a tip on each one of the three. So anyway, Chris, we are finished for tonight. We are, Always a pleasure forgot, to be with you. Thank you. Same to you. You forgot one important thing, though. When they go out and see the book and they say, well, wait a minute, is that him? I'm pretty sure when I saw the book, it had Andrew V. <laughs> Tignanelli on there. That is true. But the person on the book is not me. <laughs> well, so, that's okay. Anyway, this is Drew Tignanelli saying God bless. Baby,